aside prayer. God, please set aside everything I think I know about you, God, the steps, recovery, the big book, what's best for me, what's best for others. Especially help me let go of all my old ideas so I can live on your spiritual truth. Heavenly Father, have mercy on me, a sinner. Help me carry your message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, uh, we had some really special birthdays today, so I'm not going to talk too long. Uh, who knows what that means. Um, we, uh, we finished step four, and uh, so now we finished how it works, and we're in chapter six. I can't see my, I have so much uh, marks on my book on into action. And so now we're going to start taking the actions of five through 11, and then step 12 and how we work with others is on the chapter working with others. And then there's to wives, family afterwards, to employers, and a vision for you on how we practice the principles in all our affairs. And uh, uh, I was working with someone tonight, and I just had them read from page 63 to page 71, the instructions on how we change our life. And it took 14 minutes to read. And I was thinking, you know, if we read that in churches, if we, people would uh, look at the information, how well it's put together, how it flows, how it's changed my life, uh, it's changed the way I live. And so now, the big book uh, has distinct instructions for step four, and then it has a step five, and um, people do it various ways, but I usually go through the instruction. As they're doing step four, we go through resentments, fears, sex inventory, and that at that point, we're doing the fifth step as we do the fourth. Just listening to him read tonight, just reading those pages, I've been through them a million times, but it was something really special tonight. I don't know why. I realize that I'm living on a different plane. I, I'm not full of fear. I'm different than I was. And, I, and that, uh, you might want to just read that. And then I suggested to him that he read 83 to 88, which we're going to cover on Saturday, and just read it. It doesn't take very long. And see the how 83 to 88 is how you live, how you live each day, and how you use the information. So it says, into action, having made our personal inventory. So you've done it. You've done that personal inventory. What shall we do about it? Now, here's the purpose of steps four and five. And it says, we have been trying to get a new attitude. I want a new attitude about my resentments, my fears, my sex conduct, a new attitude about um, my relationship with God, and a new attitude about my, how I'm powerless. I'm a broken human being, and I need help, instead of being self-sufficient. And then it says, I want a new relationship with my Creator. Now, I had a relationship with God, but it didn't work, because I didn't allow God to work in my life. I kind of believed in God, but I didn't allow him to work. I ran the show. Didn't even realize it. In fact, I didn't think about God a lot <laughs> for most of my life. And it wasn't someone 
that I could have a relationship with. Uh, the religion I'd been raised in, and the uh, I didn't have a couldn't have a personal connection with my Creator. But today I have a personal con connection with my Creator, and so we're trying to get a new attitude about uh, my powerlessness, how I need help, I can't do it alone. I need help. I need you. I need God. And I want a new relationship with my Creator so that it works. I want a working relationship. I think they talk about that in, in employment. You want a working relationship, something that works, and to discover the obstacles of my path. So I need to discover the obstacles of my path to, for a new relationship with my Creator. See, I don't remove the obstacles. I thought I was going to do it. But I don't remove them. I, they're cast out through my faith and through God casts them out. And I wrote here, these are some notes I've written through, letting go and trust and then faith. And you see, I have true faith now because I trust God. It says that on page 68, trusting and relying upon God. But if I don't let go, then I don't, God won't remove the obstacle and then it's not cast out, and then I can have trust and faith, but it's not working. I don't have a working relationship. So I wrote here, I'm letting go right now. Now, the reason why that's good, I wrote, is because it's the present moment is now. So I have to let go right now, and now is where God is. So I don't have to worry about letting go tomorrow. I let, let go right now. So. The point of my rambling is that I don't have to be disturbed at all for very long anymore. I have these tools that I'm learning in steps four and five so that I can get right now with God. I see, and when I'm with God, I don't have fear. I see things differently. And I'll make better decisions. And my actions will be better. And then if I'm right now with God, alcohol has no power over me. Although we don't talk about alcohol much anymore after page 43, right? We're talking about how we uh, uh, deal with self-will. And it says, uh, and when we've done my personal inventory, I've admitted certain defects, you know, my character defects, and I've ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. And my trouble is my anger, my fear, my judgment, my character defects, my self-centeredness. It's all me. My trouble is me. And I'm the obstacle to a new relationship with my creator. So I have to have a new attitude towards me running the show. And we used to talk about I need to fire myself. The other thing I don't say enough, but I should at these meetings on the tapes, is what I need to do all the time is just drop my rock. Whatever I'm holding on to that's blocking me from God. I just need to drop it. And it could be different things at nine in the morning than at one in the afternoon. And you know, dropping the rock is really practicing six and seven. So I'm in the now with God and I'm not blocked. So I really like those, these lines. And it says, I have put my finger on the weak items in my personal inventory. And some days, some items are weak and some days they're not. That's why I like the card 
because it's easy to look at. And am I, you know, and am I practicing my character? Or am I practicing God's character? And it says, now these are about to be cast out. You see, and that's what you're going to be doing the rest of your life. You're going to cast out the things that are blocking me, the weak part. And it requires action. So this is not a talking step. It's an action step. It involves prayer. It involves another human being. And it involves God. This requires action or part which, when completed, will mean that we have admitted to God, to myself, and to another human being the exact nature of my defects. Now, when I'm admitting to God, to myself, and another human being the exact nature of my defects, my wrongs were my resentments. That's wrong judgment. My wrongs was fear, which is wrong belief. And my wrongs were wrong actions, right, in, in relationships. And that's because I was in self, right? And now, what was the exact nature of my defects? My self-centeredness, my character defects, my lust, envy, intolerance, impatience, fear, greed, envy, covetousness. They're all listed there. And it's, and it's really the exact nature of my defects is practicing my character, not the character that God gave me. And the only way I practice my character is if I'm running the show. Now, if I don't run the show, God's character automatically is there. It's like uh, they asked uh, how he uh, made the statue of David, which is huge, by the way. It's like 25 or 30 feet, I still remember. He said, I just cut away everything that wasn't David. And so in fourth and fifth step, we're trying to face and be rid of all the things that isn't the person God created. And that helps me forgive myself, because when I look back in my life at all, the, uh, and there's always something. You know, when you're retired, you, ha you have in your mind, it's still working. And I'll think of something, why did I do that? And I realized I wasn't a bad person. I just was managing my life. I did the best I could. You know what it got me? A wristband. <laughs> it got me complete defeat. That's why uh, we're lucky when, and I'm looking around the room and I've heard everybody talk about what, how we got here. And all that was necessary. It's whatever it took to get me here on my knees to ask God for help and have that gift of just complete desperation. So the fifth step in the program of recovery is where I'm going to admit to God, to myself, and to human being, the exact nature of my defects by going through my resentments, working back, fears, sexual conduct. This is perhaps dif difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. I don't think it's difficult anymore. It might have been difficult a long time ago. I remember the first time I did my fourth step, I had nobody really guide me. I had a sponsor. I don't think he'd ever read the book. And uh, he was a nice man. He'd been sober quite a while. Uh, and he just wanted to know all the dirt. And I, I wasn't getting a lot out of it. <laughs> there was a lot of dirt, but I wasn't, wasn't making me any, it wasn't changing me. And then uh, eventually I uh, found Joe and Charlie and this book 
And now I have uh, a way of doing that inventory that is helpful to me. It, it says, we think we have done well enough admitting these things to ourselves. There's doubt about that. And in an actual practice, we usually find the solitary self-appraisal insufficient. <laughs> you know why? Because it's my appraisal. And remember, I couldn't see the truth from the lies, and I could justify everything, and it was all their fault, and it just won't work. That's why we can't do this alone. That's why I think it's good that they put we in here. And like Mark mentioned, you can't do it alone. I don't think there's a day where I don't talk to somebody from AA. Probably more than one. And I'm always trying to work with someone. It helps me. And many of us thought it necessary to go much further. We will be more reconciled to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reasons why we should do so. The best reason first, if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. And the reason I, I think vital is necessary for life is, is I wrote here, you won't have the tools. You won't have the tools to use and then you won't be able to deal with your emotions when you're running the show so that you can let go of those negative emotions and bring in God's character. And if you don't do that, then the emotions build up and you're just sober without God. And then when the emotions build up, my mind says, boy, alcohol sounds like a good idea. And when my mind has done that in the past, then I can't say no to that. Isn't that ridiculous? But my mind hasn't said that for a long time. If I think about it, it's just, wow, don't want to do that. But remember, we have a daily reprieve dependent dependent on the maintaining, maintaining a fit spiritual condition. So steps four and five is where we learn the tools to get ready to live a life uh, uh, designed for living that works. And time after time, many newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. <coughs> now, I wrote, sometimes they're not even facts. They could be distortions of the truth. Um, but the one thing that I've learned is nothing that I've done, somebody else hasn't done. And um, uh, we have to let go of this idea uh, that we're, um, we're different. Because everybody here has the same problem. We've all made the same mistakes. Uh, nothing unique about us. Trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have turned to easier methods and easier methods, alcohol, drugs, other addictions. Almost invariably, they got drunk. I've heard it said, I don't know if it's completely true, but it makes sense, that if you do everything and how it works and into action, you keep doing those and working these tools, you'll never drink again. I think that's been true for me. I don't know if it's an absolute truth. Don't try to prove me wrong. But the idea is if you're taking the action on a minute-by-minute minute daily basis to stay connected to God and to uh, be close to Him all the time and practice His character, you're, you're not going to need alcohol. Your emotions won't build up. Right now, in fourth and fifth step, you're trying to deal with them and see the truth about them. Having persevered with the rest of the program, they wondered why they fell. 
We think the reason is that they never completed their house cleaning. Now remember, cleaning half a house won't work. You see, because that's a half measure. We have to complete it in the house cleaning as best we can. And remember, we're trying to gain power in our lives because we have no power over alcohol and we have no power over managing my life. So I have to put a new power in my life. They took inventory all right, but hung on to some of the worst items on stock. And we do that, and it says they only thought italics, thought they had lost their egoism and fear. See, if you do it completely and you go in and you do the best you can with everything you have, the person you're working with can see it. And it means you've lost your egoism. You're not afraid. You need this. You want this. You want help. They only thought they had humbled themselves. And you see, we need the humility of being completely defeated to make us humble, to give us that new attitude that we need help. And we want it, we want to be free. And it says they had not learned enough of humility, fearlessness, and honesty in the sense we find it necessary until they told someone else all their life story. Now that doesn't mean that people need to know where I went to high school and did, did I make the National Honor Society. We're looking at our story of a life run on self-will. How is it manifested? And that's what we've done and the instructions and how it works. And so uh, somebody told the story Saturday that they had written their, their story, what, seven years ago, and she showed it to me. She was in between sponsors, and I remember she was in a dark place. And I don't remember this, but she said, I took it and I tore it up. I said, that's not what we're trying to do in the fourth step. Now, I don't remember that, but I guess it's true. But, you know, it, it wasn't going to help her. She was miserable. She was full of fear. She needed to go through this. And then she, I, I, we found a woman who had done this, and we connected them. And she's sober now. I think it's seven or eight years. So, and Charlie says he wrote his whole life story, and he made some poor guy read it, <laughs> but didn't help him at all. See, we're looking at our life, how it looked and we're working our way back. I was full of fear, resentment. I made bad decisions. And why? I'm looking back. So like when a patient comes in my office, they may have uh, a cough. And that's the manifestation of something, but I don't know what it is. They're coughing. And not until we do the x-ray or the scan, we see the big mass. And then the big mass is because there's cells in there that have defects. And then we have to treat those cells to get rid of the mass, to get rid of the cough. Giving them cough medicine won't help them. And I think it's the same thing with the fourth and fifth step. We look outward manifestation of our life right on self-will, and we work back. Until you do that, you don't know how to live uh, every day. So I think I, I'm just going to stop there, um, and we'll uh, pick up uh, on page uh, 73 on Saturday. Thank you. <laughs>